This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to MLB.com Extras Rays Edition. I'm Britt Giroli. Here with MLB.com executive reporter Mark Feinstein. If you don't already follow Mark, he is all knowledgeable about all teams, particularly the American League East. And today, Mark, we are going to delve into the Tampa Bay Rays and that Cy Young Award uh, that went last night to Rays lefty Blake Snell. Mark, what were your thoughts on him winning over Justin Verlander and Indians ace Corey Kluber. Were you surprised at all? And do you feel like this is a shift in the voting? You know, I wasn't surprised. I think when you look at, at Snell's season, it was certainly outstanding. Uh, and if you look at, you know, a guy with a, a sub two ERA in the American League, let alone the American League East, uh, that is certainly something that stands out above most other things. I understand the innings situation uh, with him compared to Verlander, compared to Kluber. Uh, you know, a lot fewer innings. But in this day and age, I don't know that people necessarily care as much about that uh, as they once did. Look, we saw a guy in the National League win the Cy Young with 10 wins. So clearly there is a shift in the landscape in terms of things people care about. Um, But I think when you look at Snell's numbers, you know, top to bottom, you know, with the ERA at 1.89, with the whip at 0.974, you know, what do you have about five and a half hits per nine innings, uh, 11 strikeouts per nine innings. He was, he was excellent. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's interesting. More people of, you know, common fan, your your average fan would look and say, who's Blake Snell? And how did he beat Justin Verlander and Corey Kluber? Because those are two guys who everybody knows. And, and Verlander obviously is a, is a household name uh, among even casual baseball fans. Um, but Snell was just was just great this year. And, and, you know, pitching in that division. And interestingly enough, he struggled against a couple of the teams in that division. Uh, the Yankees. Um, he was one and two with a 6.08 in three starts. The Orioles, he was one and one with a 7.27 in two starts. Uh, and you'd say, well, so how good was he really? But against the Red Sox, who I'm pretty sure had a good lineup and a pretty good season, he was three and zero with a 1.08. So, uh, you know, he he handled the teams he had to handle. He dominated the rest of the American League. And uh, you know, I thought it was really interesting against teams that were 500 or better he had a 1.66 ERA and against teams under 500, it was 2.16, which is still obviously excellent, but to have a one and a half ERA against winning teams, um, you know, that really showed that he stepped it up against big competition. Yeah, certainly. And you mentioned it as well. The innings, uh, probably the biggest knock against him, uh, but Snell did get 17 first place votes and Verlander got 13. Um, I think you could probably make a case for both. I had a vote voted for Snell. Mark, um, if you had a vote, how would your ballot have looked? Uh, I probably would have gone Snell one, Verlander two. Uh, I may have gone Cole three, Kluber four, and Sale five. I think that's probably without having actually delved into it with a ballot in front of me. Because as you know, Britt, when you have that ballot in front of you, you really dive into the stats and you really dive into everything a lot more. Um, but I think I think my one two would have been Snell Verlander exactly as it was. Um, 
And so uh, I think I think the voters got it right on this one. Uh, interesting note that I saw last night um, as they were announcing the winners. It's only the third time in history that both Cy Young winners had sub two ERAs. And that was 1972 and 1968. 68 was Bob Gibson and Denny McLean. Um, 72 was Steve Carlton and Gaylord Perry. So, you know, you're talking about historic kind of seasons from these two guys. Um, and so I just think, you know, you look at, at, especially Snell knew when he went out there, you know, they were using openers three or four days a week otherwise. And uh, there was a lot of pressure on him when he went out there to go out there and, and really, you know, not throw up a stinker, you know, not have the bullpen in there in the third inning. Uh, and he saw, you know, his offense uh, was was made up of a bunch of guys who weren't expected to be uh, be there. You know, they traded a whole bunch of guys at the beginning of the season. They trade Chris Archer uh, in the middle of the season. They trade Odorizzi at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, of chaos around that team all year long. And uh, for Snell to just sort of, you know, put his head down and, and do his job uh, and really have the breakout season that a lot of people were hoping from him, uh, I was re- really, really impressed by everything he did this year. Yeah, the, it seems like the voters got it right. Obviously, Mets ace Jacob deGrom winning on the National League side. Um, and then with the manager of the year, you kind of knew uh, going in that it looked like it was going to be that two-man race, Bob Melvin of the A's, Alex Cora, but Kevin Cash finishing in the top three, uh, a 90-win season in a year that, you know, they got in trouble. People were were skewering them, Mark, for saying that they were trying to tank. What can you say about the job of Kevin Cash and what he was able to accomplish this year. You know, I said this on MLB Network the other day. Uh, I would have voted for Kevin Cash. Uh, I, I thought that given everything, you know, Manager of the Year is one of those really odd awards where it usually goes to the guy whose team won the most games that wasn't expected to win a lot of games. And certainly Bob Melvin fits in that category. And, you know, Oakland had a lot of the same problems that that Tampa Bay did. And they were, I think, 21 players on the DL, nine starting pitchers on the DL, and they won – uh, you know, 97 games and got to the postseason. So I have no problem with Bob Melvin winning. But I think when you look at Kevin Cash, um, you know, they didn't have a Chris Davis hitting 40-something home runs. They didn't have, um, you know, just sort of the 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 talent offensively. They didn't have a Matt Chapman. They didn't have guys like that in their lineup. Uh, and they, you know, like you said, everybody thought they were tanking at the beginning of the year when they made all these trades in spring training. They traded Longoria last winter. They traded Souza. They traded Dickerson. They traded uh, Odorizzi. They let Cobb walk away. You know, the Archer trade rumors were, were going on all season until he finally got moved. Uh, and and I think when you look at the Rays, they could have very easily tanked this year and everybody would have said, yep, that's about right. Uh, but Kevin Cash kept them, you know, kept the the players believing that there was a reason they were on the field. There was a reason they were playing. And this is a team that, uh, you know, in late June was 34 and 40 and was 16 and a half games out of first. And you just sort of said, well, who would have blamed them if at that point they just sort of said, all right, well, we're just going to play out the string for the next three plus months and wherever we land, we land. And then they went, you know, 50, my math is not good. 56 and 32 over the final games there over the final, you know, 90 games. And uh, that's, that's, you know, cash deserves a lot of credit for that and doing it in a situation where you are using an opener three or four days a week. You're, you know, my favorite thing I saw all season maybe was when they traded Chris Archer and Snell was hurt uh, the day after the trade deadline, their depth chart on MLB.com had no starting pitchers. (laughs) Literally there were no starting pitchers listed in the depth chart under the rotation. So Kevin Cash kept that team together and thrived from that point forward. And you're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, you're talking about 
a division where you had a 108 win team and 103 win team or 100 win team rather. So, uh, you know, I, I just think it's, um, you know, it's, it's a credit to what Kevin Cash was able to do with the Rays this year. And like I said, any one of those three guys who were the finalists would have been fine for any of them to win because they all had outstanding seasons. Um, but I really think Cash, you know, stepped up his game this year in terms of what he did with that clubhouse um, and ma- managing that pitching staff, et cetera. And uh, it really deserves to be uh, recognized for that. Yeah, it certainly does. And you know you're having a good season when you're mentioning all these awards. Joey Wendell finishes fourth in the American League Rookie of the Year voting, which is a you know pretty stacked uh, award, I think, when you look at what, what uh, eventually transpired this year with Otani being the winner despite being limited with some injuries. Um, and, you know, Mark, at a time of the year when most teams are kind of still gathering what needs to get done, the Rays have already made a trade. They've already addressed the catching situation um, with Seattle uh, in that five-player swap that was made official last week. They get Mike Zanino. Um, I know that that deal's been kind of official for a few days, but uh, when you look at that from both sides, you know, they trade away Malik Smith, an incredibly popular player. Um, when it comes to the Rays and these moves, do you just always have to say advantage Tampa Bay until you see otherwise? Well, it wasn't a surprise that they made a trade and it was certainly not a surprise that they made a trade with the Mariners because they've made eight trades together since Jerry (laughs) DePoto took over as the GM in 2015. So clearly there's something, you know, these guys like dealing with each other. They like each other's systems. Uh, and they, you know, they think along the same lines, I think, because they, they keep, you know, sort of trending towards the same types of players, um, Malik Smith was fantastic this year. He had a, a really great season, you know, 40 stolen bases, a 367 on base, great defense, plays all three outfield positions, uh, really useful player. And I think, uh, you know, Seattle was in, in the market for a center fielder and Tampa Bay was in the market for a catcher, uh, and they just matched up well. And Zunino, you know, he's, he's a guy with some pop and, and, you know, 20 home runs this year, 25 last year. Uh, certainly for a catcher, excellent power and a, a Tampa Bay lineup that could really use some power. Uh, I thought, you know, it made perfect sense for them to go out and, and acquire a guy like Zanino. Um, you know, last year, the Rays, I don't think they had a guy hit even 15 home runs, if I'm not mistaken, uh, outside of CJ Cron. He hit 30 and everybody, Wilson Ramos was their next leader with 14. So, um, you know, they needed some pop. Zanino is an excellent defensive catcher and the Rays, Knowing how they approach their pitching, especially now in this age of the opener, uh, you know, having a defensive stalwart behind the plate is really important. And I think, uh, you know, when you looked at the guys who were on the free agent market with uh, with Wilson Ramos, with uh, Yasmani Grandal, uh, Kurt Suzuki, I think Zanino was probably the best defender of that group. And, uh, you know, they felt they had some excess. Kiermaier obviously is going to come back. And uh, I think it was a good trade for both sides. It, it filled some needs for both sides. And uh, I really like the addition of Zanino to Tampa Bay. Yeah, certainly a, a little bit of a bromance as uh, the Rays Neander joked when uh, he made another move out there with uh, the Mariners, uh, Jerry Depoto. So certainly an interesting uh, relationship between those two teams. Mark, thanks as always for your expert analysis. This has been the Rays Extras edition for MLB Podcasts. I'm Britt Giroli here with Mark Feinsand. Tune in next time.